What's going on, guys? It is a special broadcast of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. That is right. We are live from the 2023 Sonora Rally, round number three of the World Rally Raid Championship. So we are absolutely looking forward to all of the stuff going on at the event and going through it. Five days of racing, one day of prologue. Prologue's the easy stuff. But these episodes are going to be super raw, so I hope you guys are enjoying them or going to enjoy them. We're just going to be doing the sights and sounds. That's right. We're going to be just talking. It's going to be cut interviews straight from the bivouac. What is going on right from there, right in the action. So I hope you guys enjoy and have a good time with it. So don't forget, like, share, subscribe to the episode if you like what you're listening to. If you got any questions, make sure you send me a message on Instagram. If you want to know something from one of the competitors, give me a shout and let's see if we can get them pinned down and get that question answered. You want to know how to get into rally? Let's get those questions out there. Let's see what they think. Anything you guys got, anything you guys want to know, let me know and I will try and get that for you guys. So absolutely excited. I hope you guys are enjoying the episodes and let's get to it. So, well, this has been interesting. Day two Sonora Rally, and we were just getting started inside the Peace Control Office, PCO, and it is awfully quiet in here. So stage time, start time got bumped last night uh, another hour, so it gives me a little bit of free time. But, man, talk about a absolute rush uh, yesterday, trying to get all the assets in place and everything. So it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, but very, very challenging. A lot of moving pieces to the organization, especially having the guests here with the FIA, FIM uh, in the same office, working with them uh, hand in hand and what they're trying to do and making sure that uh, the people that are with the, the rally are in place. So it's definitely been uh, an interesting, uh, interesting time. Uh, still having a lot of fun. It's been challenging. Um, you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm working on, I don't know, like... A total of maybe six, seven hours of sleep. Last night, I guess I could say I slept pretty good. Uh, went to bed at 10, woke up at 2.30 this morning. So I don't know what time you guys will be hearing this. I'm going to try and upload it before the show gets started here. But already alive and, and kicking, uh, tracking uh, everybody leaving Hermosillo and headed out uh, to their positions. As today, the racers are going to be headed out to uh, Puerto Peñasco. So going to be a long day for everybody, long day for the competitors. It is a very big stage uh, with the liaison transfer. I believe is about two hours or so. So I don't know. Let's see. But I'm trying to figure out. I mean, it's been uh, it's been a pretty good event, pretty quiet. Uh, have not had a lot of adventures, uh, at least from this side uh, of the table. Uh, thankfully, no no medicals, no nothing like that. You know, anything that we did have was false alarms, some mechanical stuff, but that's you know par for the course when you come to when it comes to rally. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure those guys are are happy to be in the bivouac and and doing their thing. You know, so it was definitely uh, a few tense, especially with the the medical. Um, again, it was a false alarm. It wasn't anything. Um, you know, you just sometimes you get antsy, you start, you know, pressing buttons, and before you know it, you've sent uh, you've sent the wrong message. So, 
very important, you know, for these guys to, to take control of that. And, and it is rally rate and it is racing. You know, I understand it. You know, you get into this mindset and this adrenaline rush and everything happening and, and you just, you know, seconds become minutes and, you know, minutes become hours and it just, it really drags everything on. So I think, I think a lot of the, uh, the racers and competitors are, are, you know, getting the hang of it uh, with the rally comp. You know, all of the guys up front has been really interesting uh, to see, you know, how fast they can clear a stage, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but, you know, you've got a lot of competitive people. So I'm, I'm trying to get, like, I was talking to my dad about this last night and, and, and Rick, uh, Rick Better about it. And it's interesting that there's a complete, like, kind of a disconnect almost for me where I'm used to being in the bivouac and being able to talk to guys as they come in and, and find out, you know, how their day went and how everything happened. And it just seems like I can't, like, I, I can't do that being in the office and I kind of miss it, you know, and, and where I used to be able to be out there talking to people and, and just, you know, uh, getting the stories and, and listening to them and, and, you know, I'm not going to say living vicariously through them, but, you know, just imagining and, and how it was like and seeing everybody being excited and, seeing people that are being tired and, you know, they maybe need a, uh, some motivation or, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's just that, that human element, you know, where here it's just face in the screens, you know, not, not really getting a chance to do anything else. Um, just solely focused on, uh, on tracking and where everybody's at, where the last vehicle's at, what time, uh, can, uh, the people that are helping, you know, the volunteers that are out there, which are doing an awesome job, um, what time can they move back to the bivouac? What time can they head back? You know, uh, things like the, the helicopter. When can the helicopters go back to where they need to go? Uh, you know, there's all these little moving pieces, and it's not just, like, one person that's making the decision. It's everybody that's making the decision. You know, there's there are certain things. There is a certain kind of a chain, but, you know, you have to coordinate with the people in the room because they are responsible, too, for that asset. So... Um, you know, with, uh, with the doctor, uh, that's here with us, uh, the chief medical officer, uh, the same thing, coordinating with her. Okay. We're ready to start moving the ambulances. The last competitors moved, you know, uh, is through this location is on route to this location and, you know, okay, what time can we move? You know, okay. Yeah. Let them go do this, do that. Like, you know, there's a, there is a orchestration to this whole thing and it's so important because, you know, I see it and I've, I used to race, you know, a long time ago, you know, with, with my dad and with my parents, you know, we did a lot of Baja stuff and, or, you know, mostly all Baja stuff. And you have, there's a certain thing the racer knows that there's people there. And when they stop seeing organization and they stop seeing people, it's, it's in rally, you know, they're not waypoints but they're humans and they're people that you see that you understand. Okay, cool. They're the organization. They know I'm out here, you know, and that's definitely uh, something that you have to coordinate, right? You know, you, you have to keep the racer in mind and what they're out there doing and what they're trying to achieve and making sure that you're not, um, how do you say, that you're not leaving them out there in the cold. Um, I mean, that's my, my nightmare would be to have, uh, somebody unaccounted for, uh, and basically close up shop and, and still have them out there. And I, you know, I wouldn't want that. There's, there's a very select few situations that I never want to deal with, 
you know, uh, in doing this and working and tracking and working in, in what I do, um, there are certain situations that I don't want to deal with. You know, I hope to never have to deal with. And that is, uh, that is one of them. So, but everything has been really good. Everybody's been coordinated. You know, we're able to keep track. The Marlink guy stepped up yesterday. Uh, we had a rider that had a tracking, uh, a tracker issue. Uh, they quickly threw one of their little small tracks in there and were able to get it going. So I don't know, but looks like we're, uh, we're getting ready to get fired up here. So I'm going to upload this episode. You guys will be hearing it here in a few minutes and I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so a little break in the action there. This is literally being recorded in two parts, but you guys probably won't know because it just continued. It is now 6.30 in the morning instead of, I think it was, what, 3 or 4 in the first part of it. Uh, so everything is moving along, everybody moving into their positions. We've got uh, Edo, ASO, FIM, FIA. He's working on the... W2RC. If you guys hear the radio go off in the background, I'll have to answer that really quick. But this is kind of cool. Sun is up. Hermosillo, Sonora. It's hanging out. I'm awake now. I'm sure you can tell the difference in my voice, but enjoying it. It's going to be another warm one. Uh, Dad and Rick are out there handling the rally comp business and making that happen. Already relayed, relayed the information to the um, competitor relations officers and stuff like that it's absolutely crazy to see the production that has to happen and this is like production light because you still have a whole nother level that occurs uh that was something that Ado and i were literally just talking about is like the amount of production that is involved in an event like the dakar rally and how many people are involved with that and what it takes to to kind of accomplish that event and it's very different uh it's a very different thing uh, telling me they've got two 737s that are flying people back and forth uh, from bivouacs and doing all that stuff is absolutely nuts. I mean, it's just crazy that size of a production. So one of these days, one of these days, I will be doing one of these podcasts like this live from the Dakar. One of these days. I, I got to see it. It's a bucket list. It's one of those things, you know, uh, I've talked about it, not, you know, I enjoy racing. I enjoy being out there and, and riding and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, the organization side of things I think is really, really cool. So, um, I like, I like seeing that. I like helping. I like doing that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm absolutely excited for the day. Uh, all of the FIM bikes have left the bivouac at this time. Uh, vehicles will be leaving shortly. Uh, there was a one hour, uh, they changed the start time by one hour uh, this morning, so it uh, gave us a little bit of a chance to, to sleep a little longer, I think. I didn't sleep because I didn't get that message. Uh, I was busy working with, uh, with Michael on results and, and getting that done, So, but not bad. I'm awake. Things are good. Sun is out. Everybody is moving into position, watching everybody fly across the screen and, and all of their tracking positions update and stuff like that, so absolutely excited for it uh stage is going to get started here in a little while but yeah it's uh it's impressive it really is you know and we think our our world our races and the things that we see here you know and especially with the way that the community is growing and is starting to grow rally rate in north america and now with this it, it's just bringing uh, more popularity more spotlight onto the event more 
a lot more attention into this sport uh, now here stateside North American side on this side of the planet um, including uh, some other stuff I necessarily can't talk about but uh, you know more things coming more interest more major organizations and stuff like that we've got we've got literally this rally we've got the Sonora rally this week and then next week is the Nora 1000 and I'm hoping that at some point between now and the end of the rally I get a chance to talk to Matthew Glade really quickly because he's doing it Malamoto style here and then he's jumping on the shuttle and getting over to Baja to go do the Nora 1000 all the way down uh, to the tip so you, if you guys have heard and kind of seen his post or you follow him, uh, Matthew from Rally Motor Shop, uh, you know he's into some serious adventure stuff. And this is definitely not going to be anything short of that. So absolutely excited to see that too. Maybe catch up with him a little bit. I'm sure he's going to be a bit tired. Long day to day on the stage, but we'll see, uh, we'll see how it shakes down. So I'm going to post this episode now because I got a feeling things are about to get hectic and everything. The bivouac is, or the PCO is literally about to come alive uh, once these competitors get uh, get close to starting the line. So let's see, uh, let's see how this shapes up. So anyway, remember, guys, it'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride. Hey, all this is Victor with the Chasing Waypoints podcast. Super quick. I have been using the counter shocks now for about six months on my bikes, and it is an absolute go-to. Super quick and easy to install. Four bolts, and it is on the bike and ready to go. It has helped reduce the vibrations on the handlebars, the fatigue in my hands, and all of those hard hits is just making the bike track a lot better. So I absolutely love that thing. Check it out. Link is in the description, countershocks.com. All right, so doing the walk and talk here see if this thing still keeps recording even after i close it yeah it does oh man what a night so in the bivouac checking it out we are in puerto peñasco rolling around seeing how everybody's doing freedom rally racing god i sound so tired been up since 4 a.m it's like a three-part mini-series. Let's see. Oh, I see somebody I can bug. Here's what we're going to do. This is totally hot mic. He doesn't see me coming. I'm literally walking up behind Ryan Nerino right now, and I've got the other microphone out. So now that he's standing here, I'm going to talk to him. Dude. Hi, Ryan. Hi. How are you? Pretty good. What do I do with this? <laughs> Just hold it. Okay. <laughs> okay, what happened today? Okay, so like kilometer 20. Yeah. Uh, I was going, and I heard, like, this little noise, so I pulled over, stopped, Yeah. and I was just, like, looking around, and I see, like, uh, my my front brake line just, oh, like, no. hanging, so I'm like, oh, okay, that's the sound, so I just zip-tie it back to the fender, Yeah. there we go. I keep going, sound gets worse, and uh, sound gets worse, and then I'm like, what's that? So I look at the back, and I see, like, the, the wheel, Yeah. The, like, on this side, it's, like, exposed, so yeah. I shake it, and there's, like, a little bit of shake. Wheel bearing. Wheel bearing. Oh. So I go, go, go. I'm like, okay, I know my dad's going to be at the transit, the yeah. assistant zone. So I'm like, okay, I'll baby the bike over there. So I slow way down yeah. and just cruise on over there. Yeah. And then uh, I forget what kilometer, maybe 60 or whatever, 55. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, go through cactus and it's super bad sand, like super thick sand. Oh. So I have to give the bike gas. Yeah. So I get on the gas and then uh, it's all, 
it's it makes the terrain ten times harder because yeah. the back end is all it's over just the place. moving all over it's the place. Moving all over the place. Yeah. And then uh, my back brake doesn't work because every every like other second, the rear disc uh, goes there. away. Like it's all over the place. Like, like yeah. I touch the rear brake, there's no brake. Yeah. And then another time there's brake. Oh, uh, and then basically uh, I was going down a wash and uh, just. Uh oh. Just chain through. Oh. Didn't break a case. Okay, got lucky there. Got lucky. Um, and uh, yeah, it screwed up my shift shaft. Yeah. So oh, it bent okay. it to the side. So we're yeah. gonna figure that so out soon. Yeah. And uh, my bearing, there's nothing in there. It's gone. It's and all then so I tried broke to the cage. Everything. I put on the chain like four or five more times. Went five feet, and they would just come off. Yeah. And then I pressed the rally comp. Yeah, we caught that on that end. Yeah, the I clicked one. it like ten times. I'm like, hey, like. <laughs> yeah. Hurry up! And then, uh, like four hours or so later, Dave yeah. Pearson. I saw. Uh, I started walking the other yeah. way because I remember seeing uh, org people like yeah. a couple kilometers down the way. I'm like, okay, I'll walk. Yeah. And I'm like, this is longer than I expected. I'll turn around. So I turned around and went back to the bike, and there was Dave Pearson with the bike showing up. Nice. Yeah. So. All right. Yep. Nice, but yeah, you were a little ways in there. Yeah. It took us a little bit to get out there. Yeah. But nice. But otherwise, so far so good. Good. I mean, yeah. We're putting, road uh, book's good. Yeah, road book was good. No yeah. navigation errors. No. Uh, and then uh, now we're just getting the spare wheel, and uh, I'm paranoid about bearings. So I was like, how do we know these bearings aren't going to go? So we just replace the bearings. Yeah. So we know, and then uh, we're going to figure out the uh, the shift shaft situation. Nice. So, Get that figured yeah. out. Uh, that's going to take a little creativity. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Sweet. Yep. So we'll figure right. that out. And what time yeah. you uh, What time you got to get up in the morning? I have no idea. No I idea. Need yet? I need. I wasn't able to go to the driver's meeting, so I'll okay. look on. Uh, Sportity. Sportity. Yeah, it'll be on Sportity. And, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, now I gotta be, I gotta be in the PCO at 5.20, 5.15 in the morning. Okay. So, but that's because of uh, FI. And then I connect to the dots that they both crash. Yeah. And, I, uh, I'm assuming uh, Sunderland crashed or both of them crashed at 23.8. Yeah. Because there's a gnarly ditch that's not marked. Yeah, I, but they told us about it at the start, but I don't know if they knew about it. Yeah, it was. Uh, we looked at the roadbook and saw the notes that they had added, and it was like right where all of this went down. Yeah. But you know, the same thing. You know, race jitters trying to make the line, trying to go fast. Yeah. You know, and and, and sometimes go you got to hang it out. Yeah. yeah. And so it's you know it's unfortunate though. We were expecting big things from them, but yeah, it happens. I'm looking for tomorrow to ride. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people are tired, and I'm not that tired. So <laughs> there you go. That's an advantage. There you go. What class are you running? Enduro. Enduro. Perfect. So, well, we'll be keeping track of you. Cool. All right. Sweet. Cool. Thank you, dude. Right. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate it. We'll see you in a bit. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah. I thought you heard. Well, since you're here, here, hold on to this. Oh. Oh, Keep it close. Nathan Looney, uh, what's up, dude? Oh, not a whole lot. Just, <laughs> right? Very uh, impromptu. on some bikes. Nice. So. Okay, so when we talked earlier, you had two bikes you were working on. Yes. Yep. These are them. Nice. They, uh, both uh, are, one's a 23 uh, Husky, and uh, the other one's a 18. So nice. Probably its Ooh. last It's last rodeo. It's last here. rodeo? Yep. Yep. The, so, all right, well... Working on both of these. All right, so I see the counter shocks on the newer bike. How's that? Uh, uh he's he's loving it. Yeah, uh, he 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 came in and he's like, I don't know what that thing is on the front, but it's 
<laughs> and I uh, got another South African. He's like, I don't care what happens. I'm leaving with one of those. I said, okay, yeah. I'll take one off a bike. Yeah, I won't get it. I, got, I, I said, oh, I can mail it to you. And he's like, no, no, I'm taking one with me. Like, okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm not risking this getting lost in the yeah. mail. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, but otherwise, how are the riders doing? The bikes are doing everything. Um, everything? You know, a uh, few few people have uh, maybe overcooked their mooses a little bit uh, here and there, but I, I think that was you know somebody trying to make up time that maybe they shouldn't have. <laughs> uh, but uh, other than that, everything's gone well. We haven't had any uh, major injuries, so nice. uh, just you know, a few thorns and some arms and. That's in that. That's going to happen uh, in the desert. It's Baja and they're alive. Yes. So yeah. no matter how hard you try, you're going to end up with those. I've gotten lucky, but I know it's coming. Absolutely. But Nice. So both 500s, but... So he we didn't he didn't end up putting one on. There's a bit of a language barrier. I mm -hmm. wish I spoke better uh, Spanish, but he brought his own uh, DLC coated forks and okay. you know uh, I, I'm kind of waiting until uh, a little later on in the in the in it to say, hey, do you want to try this? But yeah. you know, uh, I, he's doing really well, so I, yeah. I don't so want to mess up his. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Kind so, of doesn't want to change the right. But change and, the recipe. you know, I generally don't recommend making any suspension changes during a race. So yeah. you know, uh, I'd ha I'm happy to send one home with him and let him try. Yeah, it out, test so. to try it and, and yep. see it. Yep. It it's you know it's really crazy. I think that's been the general opinion. Everybody's like, well, I don't know, and then they put it on, and it's like, uh, yeah, so I don't want to take it off. Right. It took me almost <laughs> two weeks to get it back from my buddy that I let borrow mine. <laughs> so I haven't washed my bike. Mm. I've been riding this weekend though. Oh really? Uh, oh really? Huh. <laughs> Imagine that. I bet so you okay, I guess I'm not getting it back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's it's crazy, you know, it's uh, how something. I'm gonna say simple, but it's really not. It's mm -hmm. a very complicated simple. Yes, yes, complicated. <laughs> That's so good. Simple. But cool. So, okay. what time are you guys uh, guys getting up oh, in the we'll, mornings now? We'll be well. We've got our first rider. I think he's going out somewhere uh, right around 5:30, 5:45. I can't remember. He goes out early. Uh, everybody else kind of lingers around. I think they go anywhere between 6:30 uh, and 8. So nice. we got kind of a spread. We got ten riders are supporting here. So yeah, that's a that's it's an impressive lineup of. <laughs> it's quite an undertaking. Nice. So. Well, good. Anyway, well, you guys will have fun, I'm sure. So yes, absolutely. I'll try and catch up with you guys, and I'll, I'll keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, I keep on seeing the your riders. dad around. He's, uh, I think, he's working harder than anybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's been some long mornings. Yeah, this morning they had with the uh, stage change with the finish line location. That was a mm -hmm. a major change for them. Had to do a bunch of chips and stuff like that. So. Oh man. Uh, baptism yeah. by fire. This is uh, first time I'm I'm out in uh, in the PCO Actually like away from the bivouac. I'm like, okay, I'm done, guys. I got to go to the bivouac. I'm, I'm yeah. tired of being in this room. I got to get some people, you know, yeah. see what's going people, on. So yeah, get a better I, feel for it. Than it's you one thing watching numbers. Come yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm watching an arrow out in the, you know, <laughs> on the screen, buried in the screen the whole time. Yep. So, but yeah, awesome. We'll see. Awesome, well, Nathan. Thank it. you. Having a great yeah, time. I'll let All you right. get to it. Take it easy. Thank you, sir. Yeah. See ya. All right, let's keep on walking here. Let's see who else we're running uh, We're running into. That's a pretty big bivouac. So we're here in Puerto Peñasco, down a little ways from where we had normally camped last time, but I think that's just because the room for the bivouac, where it was previously, got changed, and so they couldn't fit this big of a production. 
uh, out here. So I think it's uh, pretty interesting. A lot of, uh, I'm seeing a lot of bivouac activity, but I'm seeing also a lot of uh, pits that are already closed out for the night. Walking by the uh, Husqvarna factory racing and Red Bull tents here. Checking those out. Bikes are all undercover. Everything's locked up. Lights are out. I'm sure those guys are getting some sleep. They got to be up super early. So bummer to hear today. Uh, Sam Sunderland and both uh, Skyler House out, which uh, definitely not cool. Uh, we're expecting to see see big things. You know, Sam Sunderland getting back on the bike, uh, running around, and then also uh, Skyler House. You know, handing. Uh, had that title from last year, so was looking to defend it. Uh, so we were hoping to see that as well. But let's see here, where are we walking by now? Uh, T1 Pluses are all over here, the BRX team. It's really crazy to see that you're, usually like you see this stuff out in like in the Dakar, which is really crazy. South Racing, here's their, you know, 20 UTVs that they brought or however many UTVs that they brought, which is absolutely nuts. Uh, to see how big of a production that is. You know, just rows and rows of easy ups. Uh, BRX racing here as well. Kind of walking over by them, so I'm, I don't know if you guys can hear it. I'm in the park, park, running around just watching these guys kind of walking by, taking a look. It's kind of crazy, right? Dakar type stuff, you know, this is the thing that you would see in Dakar and, and experience, you know. I always saw it on TV, I'm like, I wonder what it'd be like to just sit there and walk around the pits and, and check it out. Sebastian Loeb's car here, very nice. These things are impressive. There's so much technology in these cars and, but it's a different technology, right? We're used to the Baja stuff here in the stateside, what I do or what I've seen and what I've been used to. And then to see some of these cars, like their suspension is different. They're, the way they plan and situate things is different. You know, walking by the Red Bull Can-Am team uh, here, these guys got what, one, two, three, four, five cars that they're all prepping. And yeah, just like you, you know, full factory South Racing as well. So pretty awesome to see, you know, it's a whole production, a tech per vehicle, tearing down, doing their thing, making it happen. X-Raid on the other side. Mini is here with a couple of other John Cooper Works cars. BBR. Man, there's just so much. Walking around here. Red Bull's got a big old area for their stuff. Oh no, this is all South Racing. So I think I'll walk around to this side. SP, I believe that's Sarah Price. Check out these South Racing. Oh, there we go. One of the South Racing cars is an OnlyFans sponsorship. That's how you do it. Let's see what else we got. Trophy Light. These are more Can-Ams. Let's walk down this way. We'll check out the T1 Plus from Nasser Alatia. I see the Honda Pits. Those guys are working. Everybody checking out their bikes, getting ready. I walk over there, but I don't know. I don't see anybody I recognize, and I don't want to just throw a mic at them like Nerino or Nathan Looney. Be like, here, talk into this. I did run into Mason Klein. He was looking, looking ready for tomorrow's stage, coming down the elevator. Got a 
have all these T1 Plus. See, so it's interesting because the T1 Plus cars to me look like a short course car. If you've ever seen uh, any of the short course cars that uh, you may see on TV, Pro 4s, you know, kind of stubby, you know, not a lot of suspension looks like, but all A-arm front and rear. These cars I think are more, way more about the handling and handling at speed than they are necessarily about, you know, taking on three and four foot, five foot holes, you know, in, in succession at, you know, random speeds, very fast speeds, which is very interesting. So this is something, so I'm in the room with the PCO uh, or in the PCO, piece control, and these guys, you know, from the FIA we were talking and they're like, oh, you know, I want to see, you know, I would want to see a trophy truck. I want to see a trophy truck. And I'm like, to me, it's like, yeah, trophy trucks, you know, been there, seen that up close, you know, all that fun stuff. Written in a class one car. And so it's not that big a deal. So I'm like, okay, well, if they want to see trophy trucks, of course, we're going to show them the Zoo Road stuff. And <laughs> they're like, Next thing I know, I've got all of them over my shoulder. Like we're watching this video really quick of like Abdali Lopez, Rob McCachran, all of these guys just pounding through Zoo Road. And I'm going like, yeah, this is at 100 and, you know, 110 plus miles an hour, three, four foot holes, you know? And then he's like, the first thing they said, it was like, what about the crowd control? And I go, that doesn't exist. You know, the only control they have is basically on their, on their stuff. So very, uh, very interesting Baja versus what they're used to, right? These are people, like, just so good an idea, these are the same people that will go and do a WRC event, World Rally Championship, pack stages, in a room with a lot of guys from France, uh, Argentina, Mexico City, uh, Dr. Manuela, there with us, you know, as a CMO, talking about some of the events and stuff that they do and how they organize it in Mexico City for these rally stages, absolutely crazy. And then they're seeing this and she's going, but, but crowd control, I'm going, yeah, that doesn't, you know, and the worst part of it is, you know, I was looking for the older videos where they like, they start like sucking up and, and covering the people or covering the route. And it's very hard to see, like showing them how, how people do that. Like they will like crowd the track and we're talking about, it, it's like, oh, well, sometimes people don't understand. It's like, well, if they split a little bit, made a little bit of room, they would actually go faster. You know, you'd have more room for them to do this, but you know, everybody wants to be in the action and doing all that stuff. And in the end, that's what we end up, you know, that's why we can't have nice things sometimes. So walking around, big old fire pit, they got the food area, all the bivy food going on. A couple of racks of, I don't know what hanging over there, but they're cooking. I think they're making pig. Interesting, very nice. Darren Skelton there catching up with everybody, walking around, still got a line for food. I've been snacking all day. You know, it's interesting. I am definitely a snacker, but at this point I feel like I'm way more into sleep than I'm gonna be about getting food. So kind of walking around the outside cause I don't wanna like walk up and hot mic somebody. I feel like I'm sniping and doing stuff. Oh. Everybody is gone, gone to bed. All right, let's start walking back to the car. It's, it's time to go back to the hotel, but absolutely crazy. I, it's just been this like, it's just this whole other experience for me this year 
than I'm used to at any other rally. It's like you, I come with the expectation I'm going to be in the bivouac, I'm going to be doing all this stuff. And I knew going into this that it was going to be different for me, but not this different. And I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm definitely excited that I have this opportunity. I've had some conversations already and, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, it's, uh, I'm enjoying it, enjoying my time here. It's, uh, even though it's very different for me, I'm not used to being in a room. I met really great people in that room and we have fun and, and, and you know, we keep it light and it's a stressful situation at any given moment. Like you're literally one alert away from it being a very stressful situation. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting through these next couple of days and just uh, just working it out. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's been a lot of fun so far, so I'm hoping that continues. I'm walking through here where they had the uh, the writer's briefing earlier. I'm just kind of cruising along. I see my neighbor, but he's not here. I wonder where he went. He must be out at uh, out at the bivouac. Oh, and I see the rally convoys. Okay, I don't know what they're doing, but I should probably put. Uh, put this away, help them. I'm going to upload this. We went through. You guys will get the full episode. You get to hear my voice all three stages of today. So anyway, remember, shiny side up. It makes sense when you get there.